Hi, and welcome to episode 32 of 5 Minutes of Rum, Notes on Rum, A Few Minutes at a Time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. In this episode, I'm calling back to a couple of topics from previous episodes. I mentioned Mount Gay Eclipse way back in episode 10 as my choice for a homemade, homemade spiced rum base, and I wanted to come back and talk about that rum specifically, along with vanilla syrup, which we first discussed in episode 22, and then the topic, general topic of substitutions, and another one of my favorite Don Beach recipes, the Nui Nui. As I mentioned, the feature rum in today's episode is Mount Gay Eclipse. Uh, the Mount Gay Distillery is another distillery that l- it lays claim to the origination of rum, or Kill Devil, as the locals in Barbados called it when it, when it was uh, first introduced. Mount Gay itself originated in 1703, a date that pops up all along their product line. The titular Gay is Sir John Gay, an English businessman who in a story that's almost too fantastic to believe, and I'm not 100% sure I'm buying in yet, uh, was a friend of one John Sober, a conveniently named John Sober, if you will, who had inherited the Mount Gilboa plantation and distilleries from his father on Barbados. Sir John Gay was asked to run the distillery at the uh, request of Sir John, uh, excuse me, of John Sober, and he did such a good job that the company changed their name in 1801 to honor him and his impact on the uh, distillery itself. Now, Barbados rum, uh, this is a Barbados rum. It's from the same region as Plantation 5, which we talked about all the way back in the first episode of uh, 5 Minutes of Rum. And we've also recently talked about in uh, with the RL Seal 10-year rum from episode 29. So it's a similar base product as those rums. It's a Barbados sugar byproduct in molasses form, although I think these days the molasses may not be exclusively from Barbados. Uh, originally, that, that the sugar cane was grown on Barbados, the molasses was produced on Barbados, and that was what was used for the rum. Now, according to what I've read uh, on Ministry of Rum, more recently that molasses may not originate from Barbados, but the distillery itself is still on Barbados. Uh, they also use proprietary yeast for fermentation and then the, a distillation in both copper pot stills and column stills. Now, the pot still element is where a gold Barbados rum will part ways with a gold Puerto Rican rum, which is a Spanish-style rum, um, and it'll arrive closer to the English style rum, um, you know, that you'd find in Jamaica and Demerara. Now, I personally find that Jamaica and Demerara rums, another, those are, again, two other English style rums. I find that they have a little bit more body and a little more uh, complexity, maybe a little more funkiness than a Barbados rum. But Mount Gay and other rums from the island of Barbados are absolutely heavier bodied than a Spanish style rum because of that mix of column and pot still uh, dist- distil- the mix of the column and pot still distillate that they use. Um, they, you know, those are, there's probably more on the column side than on the pot still side, but even introducing a little bit of that pot stilled rum gives it more body, more depth. Uh, Mountain Gay ages their rums in charred white oak barrels that were previously used for whiskey, much like other gold rums. And then after aging, the rum is blended to achieve a consistent style. Uh, you can read up on the process that's used at the Mount Gay Distillery in greater detail by visiting the Ministry of Rum website. They have a specific page on the distillery. It's uh, on the Mount Gay Distillery is limited. There's a link to that in the show notes. Uh, the Mount Gay Eclipse rum itself is standard bottle or is a standard bottling at 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, Mount Gay has very good distribution and it is a easy to find rum in most supermarkets, liquor stores, and beverage superstores. Um, a typical bottle of, or a, a bottle of Mount Gay Eclipse typically runs for about $18 for a 750 milliliter bottle. So looking at the Mount Gay Eclipse in the glass, 
um, or even let's start with in the bottle. Mountain Gay has changed their bottles a couple of times over the past few years. They seem to have recently settled on a new label with a very prominent 1703 mark to play up that element of their brand history. Um, I have two of the most recent labels on bottles pictured in the show notes so you can see the difference as they've evolved that label. Uh, They've also changed from, I believe they used to have a, a perfectly round bottle and they've gone to that sort of oblong, oval, long oval bottle. Uh, now, in the glass, the Mountain Gay Eclipse is a, a pale amber, almost yellow, depending on what light you're looking at it in. Although, uh, if you held it directly to the light, it becomes a bit more golden color. And then swirling it in the glass produces legs that, for me, were uh, they formed and then quickly ran down the sides of the glass. In terms of aroma, the aroma, uh, to me, was almost earthy at first with some mild astringency. It's mellow and not as pungent as other rums. Uh, a little hint of woodiness from the aging, uh, but you know, like most of the others in the Mount Gay line that have that woodiness, there is some others um, that we can talk about in other shows in the Mount Gay line that actually have much more of that, or remind you a little bit more of a whiskey as opposed to a rum in the way that they've been aged. Uh, there's also a little bit of caramel and sugar smell, but that's pretty faint. Uh, tasting the Mount Gay Eclipse, um, I get light heat on the tongue and in the mouth. Uh, it's a smooth rum with a little bit of pepper on the back end. It's dry, not overly sweet, which is a common trait of Barbados rums. I find generally there's a, a hint of sugar, but they're not overly sweet. And a medium to light body, as we mentioned, that's the result of combining the column and the pot still element as opposed to just having column still. Uh, but because it's predominantly column still, you get still a little bit lighter body than some other rums. Um, and I personally don't pick up much when I taste this or when I smell this in the, in the way of fruit elements or, or fruit compounds or anything like that. Not to say that they're not there, just that's not the, that's not what I'm picking up from it. Finish wise, uh, the Mount Gay Eclipse has a a pleasant finish, but it doesn't hang around for too long. It doesn't quite reach that category of, uh, sip this by the fire in the winter style that some rums approach, uh, that would also be similar to a whiskey, but all in all, it's not a, a bad rum to sip neat. Uh, so as a, to sum up this rum, this was uh, a real workhorse in my bar before I started using the plantation five year, excuse me, plantation five year almost exclusively, though I still do keep a bottle of Mount Gay Eclipse on hand. Um, it's a very versatile rum. A Mount Gay has other nice rums in their line for, uh, for sipping neat. And if you're feeling really fancy, go ahead and grab a bottle of 1703. That stuff is really, really good. Um, and this one can work that way as a sipper, but I think it really shines in cocktails. I'm fond of using it in recipes that call for a gold Puerto Rican or a gold Virgin Islands rum, um, but usually not when the rum is three layers deep, meaning I'm not going to substitute this rum in for a gold Puerto Rican if I'm making a rum barrel and it's one of three or four rums that are in that cocktail. But if it's a cocktail that's made to feature a gold Puerto Rican or a gold Virgin Islands rum, uh, you can probably get good results by substituting in the Mountain Gay Eclipse and then grabbing a little bit more of that body that we talked about earlier. And as I mentioned in episode 10 and I mentioned before in this episode, this is my go-to for when I infuse my own spiced rum. Now, another thing talked about in a previous episode is vanilla syrup. Uh, Vanilla syrup is another one of those handy and easy-to-make syrups. We talked about that in episode 22, which was the Kaloa rum uh, episode, second part two of the Kaloa rum uh, five rum extravaganza. Uh, You can probably find a number of uses for vanilla syrup, even outside of a cocktail, Um, And I've included a link to the recipe that I originally pulled from a mountain of crushed ice. Uh, That's in the show notes. And that's the one that I've based the the vanilla syrup that I make on almost exclusively. 
Um, now, when it comes to making vanilla syrup, obviously the key component is good vanilla beans. Um, and I find that if you're going to shop for vanilla beans and you go to the big grocery store, they're kind of spendy. You can sometimes um, see them one bean or maybe even two beans for the price of $10, which is uh, very expensive if you're if you're talking about making a vanilla syrup where you're probably going to use at least three beans inside a syrup. So it starts to get pretty expensive. Um, and that really was the single biggest reason why I didn't make vanilla syrup when I started making syrups at home because I, I didn't want to, you know, pay $20 for beans to make uh, essentially one cup of syrup. So I would recommend buying them in quantity online. They're pretty easy to find online. And there's a, a link to the store that I bought them from in the show notes as well. Um, I found that if I store them airtight and use a couple at a time um, and practice, you know, good storage techniques where they're airtight, they stay viable for a couple of years um, when you when you don't cut them. Um, once you split the bean and cut it open, you got to use it because all bets are off at that point. Um, so to make the syrup itself, uh, take again, take two, three, four beans and split them lengthwise. Use the back side or the non-sharp side of a knife and then scrape the inside of the bean halves. Add everything minus the knife to a medium saucepan that also contains one cup of sugar and one cup of water. Stir that over low heat until the sugar is dissolved and then let it simmer for about five minutes and then remove it from the heat and let it cool for one to two hours. So the longer you let it seep, the stronger the vanilla flavor you'll get. At that point, strain it through a fine mesh strainer and then bottle it. Um, you can add about a half ounce of white rum, uh, like a Don Q white rum, just to stabilize it and keep it viable a little bit longer. Um, I usually drop the beans inside just to let them ferment there as well as the seeds. Um, and that over time will give it a little bit more vanilla flavor as well. Again, there's not a ton of cocktails that call specifically for vanilla syrup when you read a recipe, but that doesn't stop you from going and using that in your own cocktail creations, nor does it stop you from finding other uses for vanilla syrup in other things that are not cocktails around the house. Now let's talk a little bit about substitutions, uh, both substitutions for you know rums and substitutions within cocktail recipes themselves. Uh, the substitutions have already come up a couple of times in this uh, episode when I talked about substituting a gold Barbados rum like the Mount Gay Eclipse for a gold Puerto Rican rum. Um, and I found just in terms of rum substitution overall, when I launched the 5 Minutes of Rum website, the site didn't have a rum substitutions page. And that was, that was easily the most requested update uh, to the site that I received. And so, you know, and that, that makes sense because there's no universal liquor store and what is available varies wildly um, by region by region because of liquor laws and distribution, things like that. Not everybody has every different possible uh, rum variation available to them. So building off of what I've learned from Beach Bumberry's books, as well as my own tastes and my own experience, I added a substitutions page. There's a link to that page in the show notes. I update it from time to time. Uh, note that not every rum has a one-to-one -one substitute, but there are many that do, and even the ones that don't present an opportunity for creativity on the on the behalf of the person who's making a cocktail. Now, in cocktail recipes, um, a lot of cocktails are born out of other cocktails using a similar or even the same ratio um, than in just tweaking the ingredients. So uh, recall that if you break down most cocktail recipes, you're going to find at the heart of it, there is a some sort of ratio. There's the you know planter's punch ratio, the one, two, three, four, there's the uh, daiquiri ratio, which is, you know, often um, uh, 2, 1.5. But in any case, if you critically look at a lot of cocktail recipes and then break down what the individual components are, you'll start to see those ratios. And so what cocktail what different cocktail recipes are, are simply just 
those same ratios, but with the ingredients tweaked. Um, the trick is, though, that you can't just throw caution to the wind. So the old uh, soda fountain suicide where you put a little bit of each soda from a, so, uh, from a soda fountain into one uh, drink, that doesn't work. Um, but if you know what flavors work together, you can riff on an already established recipe and then give it a new name. Um, you know, things, you know, sidecars become other things if you just swap out one ingredient or another ingredient. So uh, definitely, um, once you learn the basics, you can start to swap things in and out based on what flavor profiles work together. Now, you'll note that the first cocktail recipe in this episode, the Nui Nui, I'm already starting the Nui Nui out as a substitution because the original calls for a gold Puerto Rican rum or a gold Virgin Islands rum. I, I can't recall off the top of my head. But I think that a nice upgrade in a similar profile is to use the Mount Gay Eclipse. And so we're going to start with the Nui Nui. The Nui Nui is a drink from the 1930s from Don Beach that was a descendant of another one of his drinks, the Pupule, which was talked about in episode 29. The Nui Nui has one less ounce of rum and one less dash of bitters and is a slightly better balanced cocktail and a good choice for serving to your friends that want a classic tiki cocktail that have a little bit of that spice, a little exotic flavor, and they don't want to be knocked too flat by a three-ounce cocktail right off the bat. So that a three-ounce cocktail isn't for everybody. Uh, a two-ounce cocktail is a pretty normal size, and this is a good one to serve your friends. Um, it's actually also one of my favorites, and one of the best I've ever been served was by Suzanne Long when she was bartending at the at Forbidden Island in Alameda, California. Uh, she was the bartender, bar manager, excuse me, there for a while. She's open, recently opened a new place in Oakland, California called Longitude. Uh, the food, the space, and the cocktails are all top-notch. So if you're in the area, uh, definitely check it out. And if you're going to the Bay Area, definitely seek it out. The recipe for the Nui Nui is one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of fresh orange juice, one quarter ounce of cinnamon syrup, one quarter ounce of Don's Spices Number no. 2. Now, Don's Spices Number no. 2 are equal parts vanilla syrup and pimento dram. Uh, the vanilla syrup... Uh, is something we just talked about a couple minutes ago. And you can find the pimento dram recipe in episode 15. Or if you bought a bottle of St. Elizabeth, that's a good uh, uh, allspice dram to use as well. So again, Dawn spices, equal parts vanilla syrup, and allspice dram. Then add two ounces of amber Virgin Islands rum for the original recipe, or in this case, substitute two ounces of Mount Gay Eclipse, one dash of Angostura bitters, and four ounces of crushed ice. Combine all of those ingredients into the mixing cup of a spindle blender, adding the ice last. Blend for five seconds and pour into a tall glass. Then add more crushed ice to fill. Garnish with a long spiral cut orange peel um, and leave that, you know, you want it as long enough so you can leave some of it hanging out the neck of the glass. Getting a good orange peel uh, without breaking it off can take some practice. So make sure that you stock up on some oranges, invite your friends over and give yourself, you know, a good three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, however many cocktails you need in order to get that orange peeling down pat. And there's a picture of that cocktail in the show notes. Um, this again, what like I said, this is one of my favorites. It's got a lot of spices working with the cinnamon, the vanilla and the allspice. Use a good rum that can stand up to those spices and fresh juice. Uh, and you'll find that you reach the end of the glass pretty, pretty quickly. It's a, it's a really good drink. Now, in terms of substitutions, um, I have a variation of that called the Coco Nui. And this was a byproduct of working on what would later become the YLALA, which the recipe for is also in episode 22. Um, when I was working on concocting a, a recipe that would use the coconut rum from Kaloa, I knew I wanted a spice component and the Nui Nui seemed like a good starting point. Um, you'll notice that the Coco Nui and the Nui Nui 
um, both hit many of the same notes that I ended up with on the YLALA. Um, I just took a different path to get to that destination. So the recipe for the Coco Nui, one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of fresh orange juice, one quarter ounce of vanilla syrup, one quarter ounce of pimento dram. Now, astute listeners will pick up on that as being one half ounce of Don Spices number two, followed by one quarter ounce of simple syrup, two ounces of Kaloa coconut rum. I really wouldn't substitute any other coconut rums in this recipe. Um, you can try it, although I don't know what to expect. I've only made this with Kaloa coconut rum. Um, and since it's the only rum, you should use a good rum in it. Add in one dash of chocolate bitters. Um, I've used Fee Brothers chocolate bitters in the one that I'm working on, although I'm sure the mole bitters that we talked about back in the rum old fashioned episode, those would probably work well as well also. And four ounces of crushed ice. So combine all that in the mixing cup of a spindle blender, adding the ice last. Uh, blend it again for five seconds and pour into a small coconut mug and then add more crushed ice to fill. And you can garnish that also with a spiral cut orange peel. And there's a picture of both of those cocktails, including the coconut, excuse me, the Coco Nui in the show notes. That's it. Thank you for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. On iTunes, you can subscribe, you can rate the show, or you can leave a review. The show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum, at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. Please send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via either the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter. And now, go get some rum.